This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Dean. Um, not joined by Dane or Jane. They are my Fleming and Kirby this evening. Um, but fear not, I've got some able substitutes to call on in the form of Tracy Brown, chair of uh, Chelsea Pride. Tracy, good to see you again. Fabulous to see you too. Hope you're great. Oh, start again. Hope you're okay. <laughs> um, very well. Now we're back recording. It's been a while because obviously Leicester wasn't televised or broadcast so nobody saw it um and then the break um i wish it was a different result but we have got on someone i wanted to be on the show for a while but i'm going to blame myself because it's my fault it's taken a while but here he is uh ollie glanville ollie welcome to the show how you doing thanks dean yeah pleasure um yeah as, uh, as you say <laughs> wish it was better circumstances but yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, for listeners that don't know who you are, which they should do, um, why don't you just give them a brief background on why Chelsea, I know it runs in the family, but um, and specifically the women's team when you got in, sort of started watching them, etc. favourite players and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been uh, a lifelong Chelsea fan, uh, men's, women's and academy. Um, yeah, I've been a season ticket holder for a very long time. Um, my dad has uh, worked with the club for well, decades now. He's the official historian. Um, and yeah, um, my favourite players at the moment. It's a very long list in this women's team. It's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to uh, um, sort of ramp it down. But I would say Erin, who we'll probably get into, um, that we missed. And um, obviously it's got to be super fun since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, two excellent twists. Hopefully we're going to get to work with uh, Mr Glenville Senior. Uh, this summer, trying to do some stuff to celebrate 30 years of Chelsea women, which I know the club are doing as well, but Definitely. we will try. Um, 
before we get started on the game, just want to pass our congratulations on to Mel Leopold on the news that she is expecting a baby uh, at some point and she will be unavailable for the foreseeable. Um, I suppose that's the danger of long COVID. Things start growing in places you didn't know they were growing before. <laughs> um, congratulations to her. Uh, but we are here to review the Conti Cup final, which unfortunately finished Chelsea 1, Manchester City 3 at Plough Lane this past Saturday, the 5th of March 2021, a written down February. Um, Chelsea started with a 4-4-2 formation with Berger in goal, Carter, Bright, New and Anderson in defence. Neve Charles, Sophie Ingle, Jiso Young, and Guru Wright in the midfield, and Sam Kerr and Fanilla Harder up front. Uh, Emmy used four substitutions, bringing on Lauren James for Guru Wright and Bethany England for Neve Charles, Drew Spence for G, and Alsu Abdelina for Jonah Anderson in the final moments. This left Muzovic, Eriksson, Mielda as unused substitutes on the day. Uh, Frank Kirby, Ill, and Jesse Fleming with COVID uh, unavailable, as well as Cuthbert and Leopold, who we knew before the game. Uh, Tracy, what did you make of the team? Is it, is it landed without Kirby, without Fleming? Bit gutting. Of it was gutting. Yeah, I mean, as soon as that, uh, as soon as that message started uh, floating around, we'd all sort of piled in from being in the pub for hours. Um, as soon as that news broke, yeah, we were all gutted. To be fair, I mean, we all we'd already planned on who we were having up front. Uh, we'd already planned, to be honest, where, who was going to be in that midfield already knowing that we were going to be missing Aaron, which was going to be a huge miss. Um, it was sort of heartbreaking to see that, that Fran, Fran couldn't be there. I think uh, she was massively missed. Yeah, Ollie, before the game, obviously, and the team news dropped, we were sort of talking about whether Fran might actually miss out on this to have Jesse on that right-hand side of the four. Yeah. Um, and not having Cuppa already, losing Fleming's ability to go get up and down the pitch and the results recently against Man City have been based on having those runners in midfield. Yeah. It's always going to be difficult for us, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, especially against Gareth Taylor's Man City, you've got to hit them when they when they give you those gaps. And uh, yeah, Fleming and and Cuthbert are so so crucial to that. Um, and as Tracy said, you know, Fran kind of knits together the front line as well. It, it seems very disjointed when we don't have the kind of energetic pivot in the middle um and yeah i think erin was much much missed yesterday yeah tracy emma said that first half they did enough without the ball um what did you make of the first half performance because that's the bit i actually missed of the game um yeah i think if it, yeah we did we did have a little bit more control than they did i wouldn't say we sort of ran away with the first half at all but when it counted we were on them um the, you know, the goal from Sam, we were just glad to get a goal, I think, at that point. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, overall in the first half, we had a bit more control of the game. I, as I say, if you go by our past, our last sort of cup win against Arsenal, I think we bossed that whole game. It wasn't even like that in this game. Man, Man City looked a lot stronger across the pitch for the first time in a long time with us playing them. Um, so, yes, I would say we edged it. As, as Emma said, great goal. It's just a shame we couldn't capitalise um, on the situation. But, you know, it doesn't help when you've only got 10 women on the pitch at the crucial time. And then it went all wrong. Yeah, it did. Um, having said that, we have had the benefit of playing a depleted Manchester City side uh, very recently. Um, and today was their turn. Um, 
I suppose even with Chelsea, though, when they get a goal like that, sort of you can think you know, we can just hit them quickly on the break. And even though Man City might have control of the ball, you know, we've seen that with Arsenal, we hit them quickly and, and scored goals. If, did it feel like it was still possible that Chelsea were going to run away with the game at that point or not at all? I mean, you never say never because we know the talent that's in this this squad, obviously. Um, but what I would say is <laughs> the pitch was quite detrimental for both teams. Um, you know, a lot of our kind of slow, patient build-up um, through Sophie and, um, well, Melly when she's she's around is kind of key to what we do. Um, and we did get bogged down in both senses <laughs> in midfield. You know, the ball, the ball was... Um, I think basically City adapted better in the second half to the conditions and we were still trying to play the same kind of passing patterns and it wasn't really working out. Um, but yeah, I think that's, it's not necessarily a personal issue. Um, I think we just, we were sort of trying the same, to hit the same notes that we're so used to hitting in, in cup finals. And um, yeah, it just wasn't there sadly. Yeah, I was going to touch on the on the pitch later, but we will do it now, Tracy. Obviously, this is a, a cup final between two women's teams on the BBC, a big showcase. Plough Lane is a very new stadium. Um, the facilities are, I've heard are very good. They do play rugby league on the pitch, and it's only been two games, but that pitch looked like it'd been a few years' worth of damage on that. Yeah, it wasn't the best pitch. Um, the game wasn't played, from our point of view, at the best speed. Um, and there was a big issue, as it's just clearly been pointed out. We, everything I was wanting us to do, we just didn't do. We wasn't closing down quick enough, wasn't running hard enough. And it did feel like we were going really slow on that pitch. Um, I think we could have played there all day and I still don't think actually we would have won if we'd carried on playing the way we were playing. You could see, and I kept looking over, if there'd been a manager cam going, watching Emma get really frustrated on the sidelines. I think that's all exactly how we were feeling. Um, the pitch, personally, for a final just wasn't good enough. Yeah, although it's hard because obviously they've chosen you know, a neutral venue and a new ground. I think they should have had a quick look at the pitch first. Uh, maybe that's why FC Wimbledon are facing relegation this season. Maybe my brother-in-law is a Wimbledon fan and not very pleased at the moment. Um, well, just looking at the game, obviously... I think Emma said that City deserved the win. Most people said City deserved the win. And looking at the stats, you know, Chelsea 41% possession, eight shots, two on target, eight corners, five fouls. You look at City 59% possession, 17 shots, eight on target, six corners, five fouls. You know, the eye test says City deserved it and the stats sort of back that up as well, don't they? Yeah. Um, I think to Tracy's point, the, the first half, we edged it, I think, um, to a large extent. And then the second half, they, they essentially just adapted. They tried to play it faster, more direct, um, less on the ground, really. <laughs> they were basically just trying to hit it to, to Lauren Hemp um, and get Caroline Weir to, to crash the box. And, you know, to a, to a large extent, that was very successful. Um, yeah, I, I think they just adapted better in the second half, switched it up, and we were... We were trying the, the same things and I mean Emma there's no way Emma said to go out and do exactly the same thing in the second half but that is what essentially happened and it was it was very frustrating to watch um you know going back to the pitch these are two of the most talented teams you know arguably in Europe in terms of squad depth 
you know that we have some very talented players in this country and and it just wasn't suitable for that um yeah it's, it was a shame really but as I say I think they just adapted better in the second half and as soon as they got that second goal it felt it felt like it was only going one way really yeah Emma spoke about the momentum shift Tracy and how difficult that is to stop and you just can't coach against momentum I suppose and, and Chelsea have benefited from that themselves in the past and you know the men's team on the same day nil nil at half time have played very bad within 10 minutes with 3-0 up against Burnley um, just for us it was the, the, the subverse of that that City got that momentum and as Oli said when that second goal went in it felt like Chelsea was pretty crushed by that I would say so, and to be quite honest, I think the crowd, where we'd all be still been quite up for it, I think it, you could literally, there's just like a silent tone that come across the crowd of, oh God, let, let's hope this doesn't turn into a bit of a drumming, because at that point, they were so quick to the ball, everything that Man City did was right, everything we did, they got the ball off us, so, and we just, we, every break, every time the ball bounced, it bounced to a City player. I mean, it, it literally felt like the rubber of the green just was not going our way, no matter what we tried. Um, I'd love to have seen us try to adapt it differently and start lobbing balls in. Um, but but we didn't. And that's unfortunately, that's how the game went in the end. But no, um, I just, I'm still frustrated. <laughs> it was a long day and I've got to admit, I'm still frustrated. Yeah, perhaps though the fact that we didn't go more route one was because there's no one in that midfield to do that running. And you know, when you've got G, you want to give G the ball. Uh, and obviously the pitch doesn't help with that. Um, and then looking at the three goals we actually conceded, you can point fingers at one or two players for every goal. And Emma said that herself. I'll just quote her now. Uh, first half, we did enough without having control of the ball. That is what let us down today. We didn't keep the ball well enough. They get the goal in the second half and the momentum shifted. The best team won the game over 90 minutes. I have never seen this concede as poorly as we did. I thought we were missing a lot of experience and it showed we are unbeaten against this team 10 times in a row. But it was their day today. Congratulations to them. A um, little bit of Emma Hay shade at the end, just for good yes. measure. Um, but yeah, if you look at the goals, you know, goal one, obviously Caroline Weir gets lost by Ingle. The shot is straight at Anne Katchenberger. And she should do much better, Tracy. And she saved us in the past, but was possible for this. I would say it's very difficult to completely blame a goalkeeper, I think, um, when we know just how good she is. The, there was a disjointed look to the whole team. So you, it isn't just on Berger personally. I felt everyone fell a little bit short. And where we fell short, City capitalised. So yes, there was the goal. All three goals could have easily not been goals if we'd been on it, but we wasn't. So I'm not really going to sit here and criticise a phenomenal goalkeeper when really it comes down to a whole team really not being on their game on the day. Yeah, I suppose that shows in the second goal where Neve's a bit of a heavy touch and she loses it to Lauren Hemp. Her shots saved really well, actually, by Anne Kretchenberger. When I first saw it, I thought she had made another mistake there, but she actually made a very good save. And then in white, was sort of just left between Newell and Anderson. Mm. I think this is where she's speaking about that experience, where that would have been Magda in that position. And Ellen White, a legendary goal scorer, would not be left two yards out, yeah. no one around her. Yeah, you can't leave Ellen White in that much space, um, you know, for tap-ins like that. I think 
as you say, I mean, arguably all four goals uh, came from kind of individual errors to, to an extent because, you know, Roebuck tried to tried to catch it above um, above Sam and she finished really well. Um, yeah, it, it, as Tracy was saying before, you know, it's just, it was a bit of a rubber the green sort of thing, you know, even the, for the third goal, Sophie heads it away, but back into the box and, you know, it right into the danger zone and that's just so unlike this Chelsea team. You know, we we just don't concede from set pieces at all. And, you know, even the, the second balls were kind of <laughs> bouncing away and, and back into danger. And, you know, it, yeah, it was a kind of general disjointed display and just not something we we um, associate with this Chelsea women's team, certainly. Yeah, Tracy, probably the first time they've missed Magda, you'd say, since the sort of new year. I don't think they've conceded a goal, to be honest. Um, no, I'm just to look at their results, but we missed I, I, I think they are our, our usual players on the pitch. We missed, and some players who you would guarantee how good their touch was was not that on the day. I'm obviously going to be slightly like, yay, I love Sophie Ingle, the whole Welsh angle, but <laughs> it did feel like every time she touched the ball, she lost the ball. That's what it felt like, definitely in the second half. These are players who never do this. They never have games like this. So from the front to the back, there was issues. Yes, we missed we missed some vital talents. You're talking from Marimieldo, who we haven't seen for a while. But you, when she's on her game, you're not getting past her. Um, when when Magda's playing, our captain leader is normally phenomenal. The strength is incredible, and I think she would have. Yes, I think that that backline may may have been held better together however you can't knock Millie who has been phenomenal in her shoes since Magda's been out I as I said I think we definitely have missed players and I think it really did show it's the first game I've seen where it really did show and as I'm, I'm sure we're gonna mention it not having Erin Cuthbert on that pitch was a huge miss for us and and Man City capitalised Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel... If you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. 
I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, there did seem to be a big hole in, in that midfield. Talking of Sophie Ingle, obviously that handball decision that went her way in the first half, maybe some sort of curse got placed on her for the rest of the game because she couldn't put her foot right. Um, Ollie, I know you mentioned the third goal already. Caroline Weir's free on the edge of the box because Lauren James falls asleep just after coming on. She then gave the ball away several times. She just seemed a bit lost on the pitch and there's been so much hype around her. She was really disappointing. I think a disaster class is putting it nicely for that performance from her. And it's not nice to say, but it just wasn't wasn't very good, was it? Yeah, I mean, it's quite clear to me that she's just not up to speed at the moment. Um, there, are, there are a lot of things that you know, going back to Sophie, you know, I love I love watching Sophie play. She's so effortless usually, and I do think the pitch was an issue because a lot of the time she was she was looking up, yeah. like surveying where she was going to pass to, and the ball was literally getting stuck under her feet, or she was overtouching or whatever. Um, similar things were happening with Lauren. To be honest, she was she was looking up and seeing what else she could do, and then trying a skill and getting it, you know, lost under her foot. So the pitch was an issue for a few players but yeah I don't think she's up to speed yet um and I don't think she will be maybe until like the back end of the season now um and yeah missing Marin is is a huge deal as well uh but yeah the, the yeah the issue the issue with Lauren is she needs minutes now to get match fit and she's clearly not match fit so there's this kind of toss up between you know, we need to introduce her in these in these moments, but then, yeah, she needs to get progressively back to that that level we need her uh, to be at because we know we, we know she can play at that level. Uh, she's shown it a lot of times. So, yeah, I, I think it's just about being patient, as Emma says, um, and yeah, just making sure she gets back to that level. It's a double-edged sword with Lauren, I think. That's the problem. I mean, we've obviously, with Reese scoring earlier on, when she come on, was like, go on, do what your brother just did earlier. Go on, <laughs> do it. Go on, go on. Um, but yeah, I agree. The touch just... I, I think she needed to almost come on the pitch and just go route one and just get the ball in instead of trying on a pitch that wasn't great to exactly. try and do fancy footwork. It really wasn't the game for that. We were behind and it needed to be a more direct route and it just, it just didn't happen. It's... It's not just her, it's 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 everybody. Yeah, not to blame her for the defeat, because it was 2-1 when she came on. Uh, but she, she was receiving a lot of tactical instructions where Lucy Bronze was coming inside quite a lot and playing that sort of midfield fullback role that seems to be so in vogue at the minute. Um, and then for her not to pick up her marker on the edge of the penalty area straight away, 
must have been so frustrating for the coaches, and I'm sure they've picked that out on their you know review of the game. Um, I think it's just when she came on at left midfield rather than sort of left winger, a bit more responsibility on a defensive game, which isn't probably her bag. And then we saw that as well, Tracy, when Bethany England came on, you're thinking another body in the box, but she goes right midfield. And you're thinking, what is the thinking here? Obviously, there aren't players for Emma to call upon. The bench is limited as it was. You know, Mielder wasn't coming on at all. We knew that already. Yeah. Uh, Magda's been injured. And it was only them two left on the bench as well as the goalkeeper. Do you think it was just a case of that's what we had to that's what we had to do? I just think we were stuck in a position with not enough players. I think we obviously do not know when the news come in about you know um, Fran being ill and the COVID issue. We don't know. So obviously, if it was that morning all week, you've had a game plan. We know we still didn't have the biggest bench, but we knew we had a game plan. We knew what players were playing in what positions. That game plan gets thrown out that morning. We all know mentally you're trying to rework another plan. That can't be easy. Then you sort of, you go out there, you look at the pitch, not great. You start well and then you collapse. You can't at that point put, everyone up front, even though we're chasing the game, because then you're going to leave even bigger gaps and City are going to go and score more. So, and we were missing that midfield core. Where we are normally solid against City is because our midfield is normally a brick wall that you just can't penetrate. We didn't have that. So we are trying to fit anyone into that midfield to try and create that. And you're putting players in there who aren't normally those players who hold that brick wall together. And it showed unfortunately. And I was, I was really up for it. I said free one us before the game. And then I saw that we were missing two vital players right at the start of kickoff before, just as obviously the team news come out. And I knew we'd then struggle because I knew the midfield was going to be problematic. And I think it, it was that gap within midfield that most probably lost us the game. Yeah, Ollie, talking of the midfield, obviously G and Sophie are combined age of 61. Um, they was only 11 years younger than City's three midfielders combined. So it was missing the legs and energy. Is that where we're going to focus our attention? That was the key resource. I know we made mistakes for goals, but I when mean, we beat City, we have able to keep up with them for the whole game and we just wasn't able to over 90 minutes this week. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you say England G as a midfield, you, that's synonymous with success here, you know, yeah. over over the years, you know, that's that's a massive amount of success. But the reality is at the moment, especially on a pitch like that, where where fast breaks are pretty much necessity, um, they were just playing too slow for the for the conditions really, and it and it got bogged down underfoot. Um the reality is if we had one of a either Fleming or Erin, but especially Erin, um, on a pitch like this, you probably get the advantage from that. And, you know, as as much as I love G and we know how brilliant she's been here, it's it, that wasn't a pitch for for her to kind of showcase all her all her technique on. Um, and yeah, it, it was definitely a, a sort of energy over quality <laughs> game, I think. Um, Obviously, with the exception of of Lauren Hemp, who supplies that kind of role for Erin that Erin does for us for them, um, in terms of that drive. 
but uh, yeah as Tracy said you know when you when you lose midfield um in a game like this it's it's quite hard to surmount again so yeah absolutely Tracy I know you love your positivity so my positive to take from the game that at least it was Manchester City uh, it wasn't an upset and it wasn't Arsenal or Manchester United because they're both annoying uh Man City and Chelsea seem to have a bit of a connection together uh, for some reason. Uh, so it wasn't too annoying to watch them win. Um, what's your positive from the game? Any players you think stood up? Um, I think it was just a difficult day. I think we'll move forward. Um, I mean, we, we did score, at least. Um, Sam played phenomenally well uh, and tried her hardest in a very tricky situation when she wasn't really getting the ball the ball wasn't getting to her uh, definitely in the second half um it was a bit of a scrap but I think to be quite honest we'll learn from this and sometimes you need a defeat to actually I don't know make you realize where you where where you could have problems and where you have come undone and where you maybe need to work on something different and I'm sure Emma has sat, made them sit down and analyse that game plenty, to be fair. Um, and I would not have wanted to have been um, with her on the training grounds the next day. Um, it would have been very difficult. And I think the players are big enough, they, they know their role and they will all, they all would have walked into that dressing room extremely disappointed um, in their own performances, um, let alone as a team. But, you know, we win together, we lose together. Um, um, so we we just we take away the fact that we are we are we've beaten them ten times in a row. It was just a bad day, and yes, I was gutted. But there's bigger things going on in the world right now. Um, and to be quite honest, yes, it wasn't Arsenal, and that was all. The, that was what I thought as I was leaving the ground. It would have been much more painful if it had actually been Arsenal we'd lost to. Um, but we don't lose to Arsenal, so I mean it's fine. But it would have been it would have been worse to be fair. Yeah, always silver linings. Uh, Ollie, could you pick a player of the match out of that? I know we we normally do one on our Discord channel, but I don't think we bothered after this game. I know Neve Charles got a few mentions for her performance coming. She probably came in last minute as well. To be fair to her, mm -hmm. uh, you probably assume she was the one that got called up last minute. Anyone you would pick? Yeah, I think Sam. I think Sam uh, did everything she could in the circumstances. Um. Yeah, I think I think just on the silver linings, it, it shows how much of a challenge it is to win everything domestically because everything has to go right, right? Yeah. And you know, we we were holding all all four, and uh, you know, it, that's that's you know testament to the amount of quality in this squad and the kind of relentlessness to win. And um, yeah, I think that's that's the reality of it is that if you know, a couple of things don't go your way, then that's how cup runs do end. Um, I would say Sam, yeah. probably. Uh, I'd, I'd say Neve was quite a close second, to be fair, um, in terms of the jobs she, she did tactically. Um, but yeah, Sam was probably, came out of that the best, I think. Yeah, I don't know how she carries on running all the time. But, you know, like you said, winning it always very difficult. We managed to do it. Um, City won't be able to do it um, at all. So... That is another string in our bow. Um, and Tracy, it's probably a bit greedy for us to have every trophy, isn't it? So, you know, sharing some of the prizes out helps grow. No, the as long game. as we're not sharing them with Arsenal, we obviously still have the FA Cup. We still have the league. Um, 
it is annoying now that obviously Arsenal plays so many ahead of us now. So we are really playing a big catch up. But I think sometimes losses like this give you a drive, a stronger drive to improve across the board. So actually that loss, I'm hoping, will really drive the team forward because we don't want to lose anything else. We've got winners, really big winners in our squad. They're not going to lose anything else. So I think I'd be head down, hard work. Um, and on to the next game. Yeah, and they, they haven't got long to wait, Ollie. Thursday of West Ham away, uh, a tricky game. Do you think it's a blessing that it's so soon or the fact that players are injured and missing? Perhaps we want to wait another few days for this one to come. Yeah, I mean, listen, we'll, we'll see We'll see in the week um, how many can return. Um, obviously, if it's just a, an illness, a short illness, then hopefully um, the likes of Fran will be back. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's one that can inspire a response. I think you know, uh, Gilly Flatty and <laughs> and um, West Ham usually give us a kind of physical test, um, but we do usually turn them over. So it's a kind of yeah, just get the job done. I think get back to winning ways. Yeah, Tracy, what are you expecting from from Thursday's game? Sort of. West Ham's ground wasn't very wasn't great either the last time we played there. No, I know. Um, do you think this experience though on the on a tough pitch is going to make them perhaps you know play the way that we saw against them? So we blew them apart really quickly, didn't we? I think we always do better when we score early. Let's be fair. I think if you watch you watch our women play, we do. That's just one thing we as soon as we do that, we normally run away with a game. We have our, our hands already on a win. Um, I think we'll be up for it I think I think there would have been a lot of really hard work that would have gone in this week yes it'd be lovely to have players back we're going to have to see how that works but if I was West Ham I'd also be thinking oh god Chelsea are going to be really annoyed with that loss they're going to come at us and actually I, I think I think we will I'll be there um on on Thursday night obviously going to the women's set and the men's which obviously I'm it's, it's difficult I'm ripped between both all the time um but um, I will be there Thursday night cheering on, cheering on the team like we always are. Um, and I, I, so I, think we'll, I think we'll win on Thursday night. Early goal would definitely help. Um, but I, I would think West Ham would be slightly concerned that we will, on the back of that, will be really wanting to make a change to that scoreline. Um, and the big difference being, we'll know the team. We won't have that last-minute change. So Emma will know who she's working with all week compared to obviously, we don't know how, as I say, how far before the game we knew we were losing those two players. But if it was literally before you got on that team coach and all of a sudden Fran's not feeling well, that's a massive change while you're driving to a ground. Um, well, we've got plenty of time this week. It's Thursday evening. We've got plenty of time this week to actually get uh, the team in order raring to go. So I, I would give us a win for Thursday night. We'll touch in wood, nothing happens last minute, um, as we saw. Uh, perfect timing. Uh, Ollie, do you think that Emma will make any changes to the starting 11? Do you think Beth could get a start this game? Lauren getting some more minutes, perhaps, as well? Yeah, I, I definitely think Beth could be an option. Um, I was actually very hopeful when she came on that we were going to put two up top and, and go very direct against City, because I think that their kind of their issues 
are dealing with two physical players um, and kind of running in behind them and, and not being able to deal with the aerial threat a lot of the time or some sort of balls down the channels, which Beth and Sam thrive on. Um, so, yeah, I think especially if Fran doesn't make it, yeah. I think Beth can definitely come in. Um, obviously, we hope if Fran can make it, then she'll probably be fit to start. Um, but, yeah, I think it's all about... <laughs> we know how frustrated Emma was during the game. You know, after the game, she's she's going to be <laughs> particularly frustrated and the morning after in video and all week and on the training ground and reminding these players you know the level that they play at and should be playing at to win you know the way that we know that they can so I think Emma's going to be drumming into these players all week until Thursday night that you know this is the level we require you to be at be at that level and then as as Tracy said I, th I think if I'm a West Ham player I'm a bit fearful of um, the response. Yeah, of course. And Tracy as well, the title is still in Chelsea's control. Win these games in hand, they go top of the table, retain their title. So that is also going to be a factor, isn't it, that Chelsea can't afford to slip at all in these games? Everything's in our hands. So the FA Cup is in our hands. The, the league is in our hands. All we need to do is put our heads down, forget about everyone else because they don't actually matter. And we just need to focus on our own game. Um, you know, it would be fantastic. I mean, I would I would not, not win in the last cup if we win the FA Cup back-to-back -back in one season. Lovely little pub quiz question for years to come. Um, let's be honest. I'd rather have the FA Cup. I mean, if it was I had to choose between them anyway, of course, I would have gone with the FA Cup. So we still have two major competitions. And if we land up with a double from that, from that, I don't think that's a bad, bad end to the season at all. So... Heads down, hard work, do what we do best. And as a team, we breed winners. And Emma will be pushing them to rise to th those levels that we know they are capable of playing at. You know, we're, we're champions for a reason because we are solid through the team. Um, and I, I, I do think you'll, you learn from lessons like this. Um, so I think we'll just push on. Yeah, winning two FA Cups in one season feels like a very Chelsea thing to do. I'm sure Ollie will be able to confirm that uh, throughout Chelsea's history. Little things like that seem to be a Chelsea thing that we do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, what, that we won the last, I think we won the last FA Cup at Cardiff and the first FA Cup at New Wembley. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's, a club, it's a club tradition. Uh, we might as well. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? It looks better when it's a Chelsea player lifting it anyway, let's be honest. Blue ribbons. Absolutely. They always look prettier. Always look prettier. Royal blue. Our blue, not the yeah. other blue, clearly. <laughs> yeah, uh, March is going to be a particularly busy month for Chelsea. West Ham on Thursday, then followed by Aston Villa the following Sunday. Midweek trip to Everton on the Wednesday. Uh, FA Cup quarterfinal the following Sunday to that. And then midweek against Tottenham uh, in the WSL. Uh, followed by that, Leicester City away in the WSL. So Sunday, Wednesday... For the rest of the, apart from Thursday, obviously, but for the rest of the month, um, a lot of games, hopefully a lot of wins and a lot of points on the board. Uh, Tracy, if you were going to predict Thursday's game right here, right now, what would your scoreline be? 3-1 us. 3-1 us, nice scoreline. Ollie, what would your result be? Uh, do you know what? I'm expecting a big response. So I'm going to say 4-1. Love that. 
That's what we love to hear. I'm going to go 5-0. Oh, my what? Brilliant. It's getting better and better. <laughs> we'll just keep going up. Yeah, I won't predict the team because that is virtually impossible at the best of times, even worse now. Um, sadly, that is all we're going to have time for this week. Hopefully, we'll be back this Friday, actually, to review the West Ham game ahead of um, the Sunday fixture of Aston Villa as well to preview that. Uh, Tracy, quickly on Chelsea Pride, uh, we have the football versus homophobia event at Leicester. Uh, even more disappointing than that it wasn't broadcast anywhere. Um, okay. Give that a bit more of a highlight. But anything else going on with the group that listeners might need to know? Um, not at the moment. We'll be working on, obviously, future projects uh, now going forward. Um, so, yeah, obviously on the back of that, which was fantastic. It was brilliant. The club backed it. The players backed it. So... All, all really good um, and we're just yeah working together with with all the groups I'm sure we'll be coming up with the next project so it's just say wait and see just kept keeping on our accounts really yeah it's at Chelsea Pride underscore uh, on Twitter and I think it's just at Chelsea Pride Instagram yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Underscore as well I think actually on the Instagrams it's the same I think on both yeah. I'll leave the links in the description box to make sure um, you've got that uh, Ollie Thank you so much for giving up your time to join us. Uh, hopefully not as long wait to get you back on. Um, yeah. Where can people find you on social media? You're one of my favourite follows out there. Um, you also do the On The Bus on the Friday night for the men's yeah. team as well, if anyone's interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just on Twitter, at Ollie Glanville, all one word. Um, yeah, all my stuff's there. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave the link for that as well in the description. Uh, if you want to talk Chelsea more then come and join our discord channel um every day every night every morning someone is posting something in there uh, the link for that is in the description and if you love the show and want to help support us a little bit more we do have a patreon uh the link for that is in the description box uh but no purchase necessary to listen to the podcast um our socials are at Mokings Meadow for twitter at went Mokings Meadow for instagram i'm at dmiz the others aren't here so they're not getting their plug uh, but finally, the last thing I want to talk about is the Chelsea Women Sports Group Charity Walk for the Refuge Charity, uh, organised by Chester Give Us a Song Bates. Uh, him and a few others walked from Kings Meadow to Plough Lane on Saturday to raise money for charity. Uh, I think they raised about eight hundred and fifty pounds. It's pushing a thousand now, I think. Okay. Up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you can still donate as well. We will leave the link for that in the description and it's on our social media account and uh, at the Chelsea Women Supporters Group as well. So if you want to help donate to a great cause, uh, you still can. Uh, in the meantime, obviously, as I said, all the links for everything in the description box. We will see you next time. Until then, from Kings Meadow, back to Wembley now. Keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.